Well, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, uh, whatever time of day it is, uh, or indeed evening. Uh, welcome along to the Fantasy Freesome FPL podcast. My name is Mike Botto, and this is Anthony Kellett. Hello, Michael. How are you? Yeah, not so bad. Yourself? Not too bad, although I feel like we are missing something fairly crucial tonight. What about you? Aren't we? Yeah, well, yeah. absolutely we are. Young young Phil, our, uh, the, the, the anchor of the show, <laughs> if you will. Uh uh, yeah, give or take a letter or two. Uh, he um, is uh, is unable to join us. He's snowed down with work, and so uh, we've brought in a special guest host. A bit like um, we just think about replacing with a tub of lard, um, <laughs> a- akin to "Have I got news for you?" When Boris Johnson didn't turn up, but we we didn't want to go down that route. So uh, without further ado, let's welcome our special uh, guest co-host. Nice. It's Matt Pocket. Hey, hey, how, how you doing? doing? <laughs> oh, welcome. I, I've done some uh, some family tree homework lately, and uh, I, I'm pretty close to confirming there have been no pollies. Uh, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> disappointment. Yeah, there is still a small chance. Yeah, keep digging. Keep digging. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Matt, look, just tell us a little bit about yourself because you've been on the show once once before. But uh, where do you reside, and how on earth did you stumble across the podcast? Uh, a lovely place called Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. Uh, we're in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. So, so Michigan, we get to do the cool thing with our hand, right, where you point to where you are. So, if this is mitten right here, we're the Upper Peninsula. Okay. Here on the, the eastern corner. So, it's a, it's a pretty cool place. Small town, uh, but I'm from Metro Detroit originally. I actually came across this through you uh, because of your affiliation through AFC Bournemouth. Uh, I followed you on Twitter. You tweeted about the podcast and uh, wow. loyal, loyal fan sense. So love that. Love yeah. that, Matt. What got you into AFC Bournemouth out of interest uh, over there? FIFA, uh, strangely <laughs> enough. I, you know, it was, it was uh, I think, FIFA 09. And uh, because the U.S. had just played uh, in the Confederations Cup against Prime Spain, right? I went out and, and, and they won that game 1-0. I went out the next day. I bought FIFA and I started playing as the worst team that I could find at that point in the game, which uh, which was an AFC Bournemouth. Lo and behold, oh, two years later, you know, I mean, the ratings were awful back then, mm. um, you know, but lo and behold, years later, this team starts making its run uh, up the ladder and start learning more about the story. And, and what an amazing story. There's nothing else like it in sports. I mean, we don't have promotion relegation here in the States. So mm. somebody really, truly go from where this club has been to where it's gone in these last few years. It's unbelievable. There's nothing yeah. like it. It's yeah, been pretty it, nuts. Yeah, it has been yeah. pretty nuts. Yeah. yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, well, look, it's, it's great to have you with us tonight. Um, let's talk about our game week, shall we, lads? Who wants to go first? And why don't we start with you? Um, okay. How's it gone? Double game week. Well, it was, I don't know about you boys, but it feels real big letdown, this double gaming, doesn't it? There was a mm-hmm. lot of talk about it, a lot of talk about it. And there was this was the one where the fixtures were only released after the previous deadline or just after it. And people were meltdown on Twitter about it. And the, there was people crying about it and all this stuff. And really, it's been a little bit dull, wasn't it? You've had United haven't scored. Um, or barely even got a shot on target against Crystal Palace. Um and yeah, just lots of boring games. No real massive points. This was a game week I envisaged somebody getting 200 points. You know, it was that that kind of a game week. Of course, 
Pep Roulette, Mike. We we played the game last week. Oh, we played it last <laughs> week. We'll be playing it again this week. Let me tell you. <laughs> Lovely stuff. So good old Pep, reliable as ever, dropping players that we've got. So I'm currently sat here. Uh, I've only got one player still playing, which is actually live now, the Liverpool-Chelsea game. I've got Mason Mount. Uh, I've got 88 points, which is probably about part of the course for the week, probably. Um, Gundogan, of course, was was dropped. Um, came on late and did actually get an assist in the end against Wolves. He was my captain. Harvey Barnes got that really bad injury. Um, for Leicester, he only got a point. Fernandez, yeah, nothing from him. Six. Sterling got two. A uh, bit of points up front. I had Ollie Watkins, seven, and Kane, eight. Uh, but all my points basically came from my back four. of Martinez with 12. John Stones with 10. And I made a very late, as in, in the last half an hour of the window, I bought in Keane of Everton, who got me 15 points and was, in fact, my highest scorer. So I was really pleased with that. And wan got 12. But, yeah, I mean... Other than that, boys, um, yeah, pretty pretty dull. Um, there was there was nothing really going on. Um, so yeah, a little bit flat, I think. What about you, okay. boys? Okay. Uh, Matt, what about uh, yourself? It's a horror. It's like Phil's actually here. <laughs> <laughs> I had fifty nine, uh, and uh, I had not really. Uh, I think this week I actually forgot to check my team of of all weeks. Oh, wow. uh, so started Mitchell, played Bart, who I've been riding for a little while, and that did that did not go well, did it? Uh, and Fabianski in goal, who, uh, yeah, Pope on my bench, Suchek with two on my bench. It was not a pretty week. Captain uh, Calvert Lewin, who had eight. Uh, Youngman Son was my vice; he scored fourteen for me. Uh, Diaz and Digne, uh, my two defenders, they scored twelve each. So that was big for me, but. I, I, I threw a lot behind Southampton a while ago, and uh, it, it felt like it was paying off for a while. And uh, it's, it's yeah, uh, all off the Danny Ings train at this point. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Eight, yeah. eight defeats in nine for Southampton now, isn't it? They are in free fall. So, yeah, if you've got any Southampton assets, get in the hell out of your team. Yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> and I just did the work on him. He's uh, scored twice since New Year's, three since November 6th. When he returned, uh, he returned from injury and scored on December the seventh. Didn't score again for a month. Didn't score again for a month. So yeah, Danny Ings, boys. Mm. Yeah, once once to leave. Well, I, don't, I think uh, my understanding is um, myself and Danny were quite we're quite good friends. And my understanding is, well, I say we're quite good friends. I'm his inspiration. Um, yeah, you spoke once, right? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, I, I think he's moving in the summer. I, I do wonder if, if maybe that that's having a, a slightly detrimental effect. Um, this contract's up in the summer, and um, looks like he'll be heading to to Spurs. So, um, yeah, yeah. Interesting times down at Southampton. There aren't many managers mm. who you can you can look at and say. Which was your favourite nine-nil defeat you had under them, um, uh, and, and them still being a job? But hey, um, there, there we it's go. All gone, it's all gone wrong, really, hasn't it? Since he was on his knees in tears at the end of the Liverpool game, old Harson who tore since then. That's what the run. I know they've had a, you know pretty bad injuries, but um, yeah, I mean, it gives me a small bit of hope that Bournemouth might beat them in the uh, cup quarterfinal that's coming up at the end of the month. Fingers crossed. Yeah, that'll be big. That certainly will Mike, be big. Let's hear about your teammate. Yeah, I mean, look, it was okay. I think I made five, possibly six changes to get here, so don't <laughs> don't get too excited. But a, a score of seventy eight. Um, uh, my captain was picked for me by uh, Mickey Race, um, who uh, won the the fancy threesome punt uh, the, the the previous week. Uh, that was Harry Kane, um, so he doubled up to sixteen. 
uh, highlights, I guess. Tyrone Mings, nine points. Luke Shaw, so sure for 12. <laughs> uh, and uh, Dina, Dina for 12, who I actually tipped last week to, to yeah. captain. So I could have made Good myself show. an extra eight points back had I actually been able to captain him. But um, And De Bruyne, I brought him back in. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm sort of pleased now that, that I did. Um, uh, however, I think I've transferred him out for this week. Oh, yeah, wow. I have, I have <laughs> oh, you know. Oh, I have you know. comes back in, right? Say again? Before he comes back in, right? Yeah, yeah. I've bought uh, who have I bought in? Uh, Sterling for him this this week. I've made I've made just the two changes this week. Cresswell and Sterling coming in. Oh, and one more. It's a cheeky Ooh. one, boys. Little Ooh. tip for you. Here's Mike's tip of the week. Uh, Joseph <laughs> Willock is four Sorry? point. Joseph Willock okay. is four point seven million. He's starting every week for Newcastle. And uh, look at this run of games they've got. They play West Brom. Aston Villa, Brighton, Spurs, uh, Burnley. So four of their mm -hmm. next five games are against the team in the bottom six. The only trouble with that is that Newcastle are awful. Yes, they are pap. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's, uh, that's true. Because you look at some of these teams right now, West Brom's actually been competitive lately. Brighton is the biggest mystery to me in the Premier League because mm -hmm. you watch them play and they look like a team that should have maybe double the win total that they do and they just find a way to lose. How about that Crystal Palace game? When was the last time they scored? 15 years ago? And there's <laughs> was against them. Goodness. The, the, best, the best stat, I think, from that entire game was that Crystal Palace had two touches in Brighton's box, yeah. both of the goals, which is, I mean, just incredible. But yeah. Brighton seems to have done that, especially since Christmas. They've been playing really, really well, all the build-up, um, and just can't find the back of the net, and they're being punished at the other end. But I think they'll be fine. You know, another de defeats again for West Brom and Fulham tonight. I think that bottom three is going down as it is. Uh, I think Newcastle are going to stay up by the skin of their teeth, but... We, we shall see, but um, Fulham as well, they've been playing. That, well, that, I think that's why they're going down, isn't it? Fulham, again, they play quite nice football, but um, they just can't put the ball in the back of the net. So, mm -hmm. yeah, there you go. Okay, okay. guys, uh, let's talk about punts. Yes, let's. Uh, now, Matt, you represent Phil tonight. Uh, I don't know if you remember who Phil's punt was, and I don't. It was uh, Pereira of West Brom, who did nothing. Okie doke. Uh what about yourself, Anthony? I had uh, Bernardo Silva, who also did nothing apart from miss a sitter against Wolves. So, Mike, open goal for you here, mate. Who did you have? Open goal, and I will take it. Thank you very much. He shoots, he <laughs> scores with Gilfie Sigurdsson. Two assists in two games. Very happy with that. He came off the bench tonight and scored an assist. So, uh, 15, which... seconds. 15 seconds is all it took him tonight. Literally came right to the corner and, uh, yeah, came back out to him and put in a piece of a cross for... Ricardo's uh, winner. So there you go, mate. Great shout. Well, uh, happy days. Uh, so uh, what that means is that I will not be having my captain picked, but either yourself or Phil will be. Uh, mm -hmm. And Matt, of course, you 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 sit in some pretty serious uh, position here because you're going to play on behalf of Phil as to whether he has his captain picked or Ant has his captain picked. Yeah, as we say, likely worthless pick for him. So well, look, <laughs> I wanted to be uh, totally fair and down the line. Um, so what I've gone for is how many players can you tell me that are American and have played in the Premier League? Oh my days! That's fair. <laughs> so yeah. how many how many American players can you name that have played in the Premier League? Four. Mm. Four. I might be able to do five even. 
Let's go five. Why not? Okay, let's go five. What about yourself, Ant? Mm-hmm. I'm just having a little think. feels so low, but my mind is blank of American stars of who have graced the Premier League. I think I can name five. I'll be struggling with the sixth. That's my worry. Go on then, Matt. It's all yours, Matt. As the guest, let's have you five. Uh, The easy one is going to be Christian Pulisic, but I'm not going to use him as one of my five. Oh, that's cheeky. like it. like it. Brad Guzan. Brad Guzan is there. Yes, goalkeeper. And there. Josie Altador, who had a spell with Hull. And And Sutherland. And Sutherland. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tim Howard, Manchester United and Everton. This feels like the proverbial walk in a park. Yeah. Uh, This is so far. uh, Landon Donovan, who had a couple of loan spells with Everton. Yes, he did. You mentioned this earlier. It just seems like they all wind up there. Uh, Clint Dempsey, too. But uh, my fifth pick is uh, DeAndre Yedlin. Who just left Newcastle under interesting circumstances? Yeah, yeah, lovely. Well, uh, which which brings Easy. it home. Yeah. Uh, which means, and um, I'm afraid uh, you will be having your captain pick this week uh, by one of our lucky listeners. Sorry, um, we'll we'll do the research. Phil is is admin, really, he's chief admin, so he will go away and uh, work out who won the fancy threesome punt in terms of our listeners. Um, I'll just mention a few other Americans that that we didn't bring up there. Brad Friedel. Oh, uh, yeah. Did you did you mention Clint Dempsey? I, I, yeah, but he wasn't one. Uh, Jeff Cameron. Yep. Mm-hmm. Roy Wegley. Now that is taking it back to to, oh, to wow. my days, the glory days. Roy Wegley played for uh, QPR. Uh, right. Was uh, scored thirteen goals for QPR in the Premier League. Brian McBride from uh, Fulham. Yeah, of course. Uh, Carlos Bocanegra. I believe he was with Wigan. Yeah, uh, and yeah, yeah, and Joe Max Moore, another Everton uh, play, was on, uh, uh, I think, on loan maybe. At, uh, Joe Max Moore to Everton. So there we go. Um, will, there's been a fair few. Uh, yeah, I, I will ever you with you. I had no idea that that Yedlin of Newcastle was American. No idea whatsoever. Ah, uh, no, I've even missed how he left. <laughs> Well, uh, apparently they just didn't renew his visa. Like it, it you know, oh, wow. surprise, his visa's up. <laughs> he couldn't come back in the country, and they're like, "Well, off you go, Galatasaray." I think. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Have That's fun. Kind of a way to go, yeah, yeah. Look, lads, um, if uh, if if you're up for it, we'll uh, we'll play a quick bit of uh, roulette, pet roulette. But I'm thinking that we change the rules this time. Okay. So. Uh, and we're going to play pet roulette and you're going to tell the listeners uh, what it lands on. And we'll take turns in this every week uh, for the defense defenders. And if you happen to call correctly, the oh. backline defense at the end of the season, there'll be a 10 point boost to your score. Oh, I like it. Yeah. I mean, it, um, it feels like you need that boost, mate, to be honest, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I need to win many, many weeks. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, okay. So let's uh, let's give it a quick go. Um, so you're going to name four Man City defenders. Oh, we're off. Four Man City defenders. Here comes the first one, Ant. It's going to be. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait for it to drop. Okay. Yes. John Stones. John Stones. Uh, that's first on Pep Roulette. Let's move to defence.
No way, Ant. Who is that? Diaz. Diaz. Who knew? Uh, there's Diaz, right? Two more to find. This is this is tense, by the way, guys. I'm feeling mm. impressed with this. Here we go. Laporte. Laporte. Three central defenders he'll be playing. Interesting. Yeah, apparently. It is. Okay. This is crazy. He's crazy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you can play four central defenders. You're going to bring Nathan Aki in. Who knows? Let's see. Pep Where's it landing, Ant? Wait it's going to be. Wait for it. Wait for it. There we go. Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker. He can play at centre-back. So uh, who, who are Man City playing at the weekend, lads? Uh, they've got a double game week this week, boys. Uh, let me oh. just double check with you. But I know. I see they've got two games again. For what it's worth. Southampton. It is. Yeah. Oh, both home games again. Manchester United and Southampton. Oh, you can imagine that we want to play four, uh, four centre-backs against uh, Southampton. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, I mean, this only well. counts for the United game, to be clear. Uh, okay. So uh, I didn't win last week. Uh, Rodrigo, for some reason, did not get the pick. So um, Stones, Laporte, Diaz and Walker. There they are. That's Pep Roulette for this week, Anthony. Uh, here's hoping um, it comes good for you. In a way, I, I don't know that you really need much of an advantage. If I look at uh, the league table, Anthony, yeah. these are exciting times for you because in our podcast league, of which there are, I don't know, a couple of hundred folks Listening, yep. oh, uh, we have got you in. Is it third place? I'm in third place at the moment, yeah. Good grief, they'll Long be calling bit. it a fix. Good for you, <laughs> <laughs> dear. Yeah. Oh dear, yeah. Happy days, yeah. I am leading Phil's on my coattails, but I'm helped massively by the fact he, I think, he hit a minus 20 this week. Well, um, let's let's, let's give you a quick look at the top 10, shall we? A top 10. Uh, Neither I, I just miss out on the top ten. Um, notable mention, by the way, to Joe Parsons, who I know <laughs> listens uh, regularly. Uh, him of Parsons players. Um, but let's uh, let's have a quick look. We've got Alex Hopkins, uh, AFC Mother Goose in ten. Uh, down one, uh, Anakin Dare Skywalker, Matt Bellotti. It's starting to drop off for him now. Yeah, uh, ben Boyle with Teen Spirit is up to eight. Uh, Aaron Hughes, Trent FC, he's a non-mover at seven. I feel like I need the Top of the Pops theme tune in the background I was say, this, is, this is right up your alley. Yeah, Acamino Ido, the DG and the CVFC, DJ CVFC, he's down to six. Anonymous FC, Michael Ayabami, this feels like the team sheets I get at the start of the game. <laughs> uh, and, and five, non-mover at four, AAAFC, Jack Stokes, and there he is, Anthony Callit. make way for AK. There you um, go, boys. I mean, I should warn you, you are 49 points off second place. So yeah, uh, a little a bit of work to do, but uh, I'm 249 points off you. So um, <laughs> there, there is there's hope for all of us, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, shout yeah. out to the top two. They've been vying for top spot mm -hmm. uh, pretty much all season. FPL McMahon 11 uh, on 17-22 and just three points ahead in first place. Stefan de Jong and this will do. So... Stefan has certainly been in and around the top, yeah, like I say, all season. He has had a stormer. So, another, he's on sat there on 96 points to see as well. So, he's mm. going to be tough to catch. Absolutely, he is. Um, right, let's move to have a quick look at this week's fixtures. Um, I'm just going to bring them up on the screen. So, uh, those that are watching along at home uh, can have a little look-see at it. Share screen, he says. 
Uh, I cannot wait for a day where we say we don't use phrases like share screen. I don't think you can share a screen without saying share screen. Share screen. <laughs> uh, and I look forward to uh, a time where I don't see friends and loved ones and have to use the word unmute because uh, it's doing my tree in. Here we go. Um, there it is. Beautiful. Fixtures for this uh, this coming week, Saturday the 6th of March, of course. Uh, yeah, short turnaround from game week to game week. I don't know about you boys. Actually, it's it's great having this kind of constant ebb and flow of games because mm. it just does give you something to, to look out for, especially if you've got your, your squad well spread across various teams. Nice. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Burnley against Arsenal then. What do we think here? Matt, we'll, we'll let you take this one. Burnley against Arsenal. You know, it's so weird because you get down to the end of the season and teams that have just been hot garbage all season long are starting to look competent. Burnley's one of them. They've looked really good lately. And Arsenal is Arsenal. They're there. Yeah, They look yeah. good some weeks. And then the next week they come out and lay an egg. So that's one that part of me kind of wants to stay away from entirely because you never know which Arsenal or which Burnley you're going to get at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I, yeah, you, you, you don't know. I, I see Arteta has been linked to the Barcelona job this week. Wow. Who isn't? Which uh, yeah. is pretty incredible stuff. Actually, they started to turn a corner, Barcelona. You know, they're, they're on quite a decent run. And a, Atletico Madrid, it looked like that league was was done and dusted. But yeah. um, there's life in the old dog, yeah, I think. Um, Sheffield United, Southampton. Sheffield United, you know, it's enough one of those, Matt. You just, you just, you just called it, really. I mean, they, they are, they are on the up. I mean, they, mm-hmm. there was, there was the, to quote the finale song from Mary Poppins Returns. There's nowhere to go but up um, <laughs> when you are uh, Sheffield United. I know but, that. One. Uh, yeah, you, you know the Mary Poppins song? Uh, uh, a little bit. I watched. It's it an absolute bit. belter. Angela Lansbury. Yep. I'll, I'll let you into a little secret. Maybe one. Maybe the next <laughs> podcast. Maybe oh, no. today. Maybe today I'll finish well, with Mary it. Poppins viewing uh, that that would be great. Well, no, I've, I I'll tell you, I'll tell oh. what, I might just do it. I've uh, oh, yeah, I'm going to. Gonna... I'm going to do it. Okay. Nowhere to go, but up there it is. It's in my favourites. So uh, I've got a karaoke app called Schmuel, um, <laughs> which sounds quite Norwegian. Um, but it's uh, yeah, so you sort of have a sing along. It's it's pretty decent. It's a good good mm-hmm. giggle. Uh, Thirty pound for the year, and when I drop the boys off to school in the morning on my way home. I will pick a different track each day to have a, to belt out on the way home uh, oh, in wow. my car. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, nowhere to go but up, I did on the way home. <laughs> I picked <laughs> the boys up from school on uh, Monday. And on the way home, I did nowhere to go but up. And I did all the different actors' voices from, <laughs> from Angela Lansbury all the wow. way through. Um, That's so, incredible. So maybe we'll do a bit of that. And uh, Phil, if he does any kind of edit, can just sort of fade it down, you know, as, as we as we say goodbye. But I do a, I do a pretty decent Angela Lansbury. Yeah, uh, it what, can't be worse than the viewing of Sheffield United versus Southampton. I will say that. Nice. <laughs> be worse. And that that is a that is a proper recall. Nicely done, Matt. Um, yeah, uh, so yeah, not not one probably for the neutrals. That one is it. Uh, I can. Sheffield United getting another win here. I mean, they've just they'll be pleased to know now that uh, Derby County will still have the Premier League record of the mm-hmm. worst tally. They've just gone above that now. Um, Finally, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was actually a really good, really good. Yeah, that was actually a really good result for Sheffield United against a really good um, Villa team who've done really well away from home as well. Um, Southampton is just their confidence is just on the floor, isn't it? You know, they just can't buy a result at the moment. So 
I wouldn't uh, be surprised to uh, for Sheffield United to add to their misery with this one. I'm going to go. I'm going to go one 0 United for me. Another one, another one 0 So you're looking at maybe Sheffield United defensive assets if you're looking for a, a yeah. differential there. I was actually looking at Aaron Ramsdale. I mean, Aaron, Aaron Ramsdale the other day uh, in the first half against Liverpool was absolutely superb. Made some three, three or four really good saves. And he's still there, still very low ownership. I mean, for people might like you looking for differentials now, <laughs> maybe he might be one to look at. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine people are going to flood into Sheffield United defensive assets, let's be honest. But uh, this might be a game where you might want to consider it. Mm-hmm. Aston Villa for me are the uh, if 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 uh, any if you were trying to describe Mary Poppins returns as a football team, uh, I would say Aston Villa uh, <laughs> because because there's some there's some modern touches there, but some real nods to the past mm. um, and uh, lots of little callbacks all the way through uh, Mary Poppins returns to the original. Uh, and dare I say it, the greatest film of all time. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, closely followed by Mary Poppins Returns, I'll tell you. <laughs> Absolute gold dust. Um, oh. But there we go. Uh, Aston Villa and Wolves, two teams. Uh, they're actually they're a bit Forrest Gump. Uh, box of chocolates, you never know what you're going to get. Um, I... <sighs> I, is Grealish going to be back? I think that's 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 the yeah, question I've made. If he's not back, that's an awful game to watch again. I, you know, a lot of these fixtures are just not pleasant viewing, are they? I mean, nope. Adama Traore, very exciting. I love watching him when he's on, but hmm. I, I, he, what, doesn't have a goal or an assist this season, I think? I mean, hmm. he's been, there's been no supply up high for for, uh, for Wolves either. I've been so desperate in my draft fantasy league that I've brought in Ruben Neves, the man who only scores special goals, but he, uh, he hasn't yeah. any, you know? Yeah, they they really miss Raul Jimenez, haven't they? Wolves ever since he had that um, horrendous head injury, they've not really had the goals in them, have they? But you know, they're kind of just floating around bottom end of mid table, mid table. You know, yeah, yeah. not really going to go anywhere this season, are they? I think they've 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 maybe they've taken uh, they've taken Fabio Silva out of the firing line, put William Jose in. Uh, it doesn't seem to be flowing for either of them at the top. So, in terms of yeah, attacking assets in that game. Uh, for me, I'd only be looking at, at Villa. You, you fancy, you know, maybe the usual suspects to 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 pop up with a goal, Ollie Watkins, perhaps, um, maybe a Ross Barkley. Um, yeah, but yeah, Grealish would be good. Grealish is I've stuck with him just because I know Aston Villa have got games in hand, and so yeah. I'm I'm hoping that I'll be able to cash in on that at some point. I also bought Tyrone Mings in last week, which, as I mentioned earlier, um, worked out okay for me. Um, mm. So yeah, we'll we'll see on that one. Brighton Leicester. Right at Leicester. What has happened to Leicester? I'd like to just take a moment and uh yeah, reflect on the fact that I've gone big on Leicester. I, I talked up Pereira big time in the last pod, brought Vardy back in a couple of weeks ago when I saw that he was back to full fitness. And uh yeah, it's gone to it's gone to pot lads. Don't know what's happening. Yeah, well my I did um highlight, didn't I? Tillemans in the in the in the last part as a potential differential. And you did score against Arsenal. You did, but, you did. But then it all went to pieces and they lost 3-1. Yeah, I watched them in bits of the game against Burnley last night, and they were really hit and miss. Especially, they looked they looked lost in the first half. They did score a really good goal actually with um, Ian Acho, but defensively they looked all over the shop. Burnley really should have had two two or three goals by half time, and they're just a bit up and down, aren't they? You know, there's a few teams now who are like that. You don't know what you're going to get. And with this game, if Brighton can stick the ball in the back of the net when they make chances, you could see them actually winning this game. But that's the and problem. Then, Brighton can't stick the ball in the back of the net, can they? Yeah. 
no. And if Mopay doesn't score, then they really don't score. So I guess for me, this for me is whoever scores first, really. I think the biggest two things for me when I look at Leicester, Madison being out and now Barnes. I've ridden him for a little while now, especially in my draft league, where it's tougher to come by these assets. Barnes, I, I was counting on him at the beginning of the season. They didn't use him. They brought in some other options. Then they went back to a middle of the season, and he caught fire. He's he's jumped up the rankings. Um, but now he's going to be gone for a while, and they really miss him, and they've really missed Madison lately too. And you can see it a little bit early on when Madison wasn't there. They struggled to create a little bit. Telemans is a good kind of secondary asset that he can play off those guys really well and, and be a really good player. But if it's all on him, teams just swarm him in the midfield, and they can't service Vardy without those guys. Mm-hmm. Tell you who else left of this, James Justin. I mean, uh, he, he was the one player I'd had in from week one, and he's been superb this season, absolutely brilliant. He's been a good attacking outlet for them as well. And his that knee injury of his was a bit of a shocker. Yeah. So, yeah, they have they are again, they're riding some injuries, Leicester, as most teams are, and they are suffering from that. I thought interesting. Year, uh, sorry, sorry, Matt, go on. Yeah, I, I thought last year a little bit of what happened to them was, was they were a young squad that was kind of figuring out how to win at the end of the season. And it all kind of caught up with them this season. I mean, they've just, the injuries have just caught up with them. I mean, there's no two ways about it. I I think if they're full health, they probably cruise through these last couple of weeks, but knocked out in Europe, uh, now beaten up in the league a little bit. I, I don't think it's really their fault, but it is what it is. Yeah, you're right. And, and they're another team that there's been quite a bit of speculation over uh, their manager. I mean, we talked about Ings earlier on, you know, Brendan Rodgers has, has, has been linked with Spurs quite a lot during the, the rough patch that Spurs have been going through until until last week. Um, so, yeah, tricky times. Interesting, I bought Pereira in and um, in the lineup graphic that Leicester, I didn't see the game, but in the lineup graphic that Leicester released, Pereira was, was playing basically on the wing in front of Castagna. Yeah. Um, so you've got a defensive asset there that if they can keep a clean sheet, is going to get you your six points. He's going to play the, the 90 minutes. Um, but also, is is I mean, we talk about fullbacks bombing on. He's not playing as a fullback. He's playing as a winger. Um, mm. So, yeah, I, I would still – I'm going to stick with him and hope that, that he comes good at Brighton. Um, but you're right. I mean, they play, they play Thomas at, uh, at left back. Um, and I – Thomas, uh, maybe you could, do, you could do a better version of that for me, Matt. Couldn't you, like Tom and Jerry, when the when the, when the mum comes in? That's that's a little before me. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> uh, let's go to Sunday. Oh. Then we've we've had our, our Saturday fix of, of football. There, we move into Sunday, easing us in uh, whilst the uh, roast is in the oven. West Brom host Newcastle. It's the black and white derby. What do we think? This may be the game to cook something a little bit more involved so it keeps you away from this. <laughs> uh, don't just pop it in the oven and walk away you know this is uh this this is not going to be a fun one it's it's interesting you, you like i say newcastle's running games are pretty decent and you just think it's got to click they have got a, they have got a half decent squad uh, a much you know if on paper their squad is far superior to the likes of west brom and brighton so uh and, and burnley um so they are in a bit of a false position. We know that, that Wilson's out for a good few weeks yet. Uh, Fraser isn't happy. I see that Matt Ritchie has fallen out with the manager as well in training. So mm-hmm. um, all is not well there. Uh, mm-hmm. And they are getting, we've talked about it in previous weeks, but they are well and truly getting dragged into it. In fact, I, I think 
Um, I checked the odds uh, a couple of days back and Newcastle were now favourites to go down uh, in terms of, you know, Burnley, Fulham, uh, Newcastle, Brighton. Wow. Shortest odds to go down were Newcastle. Wow. Um, and the bookies don't often get it wrong. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I'm actually going to disagree with Matt on this one. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think it's going to be a pretty game, but I think this is really watchable because if Newcastle lose this game, they're going to be seriously looking over their shoulders. Well, it's very um, morbid. Very, very morbid of you, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like, you know, we've, we've said this on pods, you know, my favourite away day from our time in the Premier League was at Newcastle. Sure. Uh, the days when I got to hug you, Mike, when we scored a goal. Um, love, love that. Yeah, I miss that so much. Um, and it was brilliant. And Newcastle as a city is great. But just the fact that they've got Ryan Fraser there is enough for me to want them to go down. <laughs> and they are seeing a grumpy Ryan Fraser, the same Ryan Fraser who refused to play for us um, uh, after, you know, during Project Restart last season. He looks like he's throwing his toys out of the pram uh, already. Uh, the one thing I would say for him uh, was that he did put in a beaut of a cross for their equaliser the other day. So he has still got that in his locker. But yeah, West Brom, they win this game. Newcastle are in trouble. But let's go to the next fixture. And this might be something that may... Uh, Before we do, because I don't feel I laboured the point enough earlier on, uh, I really think people should be looking at young Joseph Willock. On loan from Arsenal, 4.7 million. You know, uh, there's a few players fallen by the wayside in that price bracket due to injury. Um, and that run of fixtures, he started the last four games. Um, he came off after 78 minutes. A couple of games back, but he played the full ninety against Manchester United and Wolves. Uh, and I, yeah, I, I like the look of him when he made his debut. On debut, he was really, really decent for Newcastle. Um, chipped him with a goal and an assist, as, as I recall. So, four point seven million, folks. Uh, you can thank me later. Sorry, <laughs> Liverpool, Fulham, then. Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, boys, what do you think here? Liverpool in disarray at home, aren't they? Well, in disarray, really, full stop, aren't they? Um, it's currently nil-nil still. Uh, I can just see that now at home to Chelsea. But yeah, what? I mean, imagine that. If, you know, a month, six weeks ago, that they would have lost. Is it four straight home games now in the Premier League? Yeah. After not, I think they went three, four years, not if not longer, not without losing a game, and they've lost four on the bounce. Unbelievable. But surely. At home to Fulham, they they may just sneak this. They are slowly getting some players back from injury. Um, assets here, boys. Salah, maybe the obvious ones. Well, uh, I love I love a Salah blank. Absolutely love a Salah blank. So, <laughs> um, I've I've had Mane on my draft league team, and that has been an abject disaster. Trent Alexander Arnold too. I mean, it it just feels like it feels like there's just no value there because they're not finding ways to keep clean sheets. Amazingly, their goal outputs concentrated in just a couple of guys and the guys around them just don't seem like they're providing assists. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. so it's kind of either Salah shows up or nothing happens for them. They're not getting assists from, from Trent. Anything that is coming in from fullback is coming from Robertson, but even he's not seemed you know, as steady an asset as he's been in the past, and then revolving door at center back, which I mean, awful yeah. injuries they've had. Mike, yeah, you, you got it absolutely bang on. Sorry, just to go in there, you got it bang on because you took out Liverpool assets a lot longer, a lot sorry earlier than most people did, and that that, that was actually a really good call. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I really wanted Salah, but but the reality was it was just too expensive. Same with Fernandez, you know, and and we'll come to Man United in a minute, but um, it also also it just bored me. 
you know, week in, week out, me going, yeah, Salah scored. And then actually, you know, all the messages would come in from you guys. Oh, Salah scored. I was like, oh, okay. This is just a, <laughs> this is just a dead rubber. There's, there's no point with this. So, right. um, so very happy to, to, to move him out. I'm very happy to see him blank on a regular basis. I think they need to settle on a, a centre-back pairing. I think you, 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 you make a good point there, Matt. You know, there does seem to be a revolving door in terms of centre-back. So, um, them finding a pairing uh, to settle on and to to grow a relationship. You know, good teams have partnerships all over the pitch. Um, and I don't see many partnerships in that Liverpool side that we maybe did last year. Um, and this clean sheet problem for Liverpool isn't new. You know, mm. last last season, Trent and, and Robertson, they made up for a lack of clean sheets with some really good attacking points. But um, I remember last year, uh, bringing in the likes of Adrian, you know, thinking, oh, well, this is good. It's yeah. perfect, you know. And and week after week, they'd let in a goal on kind of 80 minutes in um, and bang would go my clean sheet point. So they've been missing yeah. Joe Gomez. They've been missing uh, uh, Virgil van Dijk. Yeah. They have Fabinho at centre-back. He's been gone. They have Jordan Henderson at centre-back. And then he went down with an injury too. I, I mean, it's it's stunning to see. They've had to dive into the academy. They had Phillips for a little while. They had Reese Williams for a little while. It's it's so tough, I think, for them to build that consistency because of all the damage in one place. It's not even like it's been spread around. They've pulled half their midfield to go play back there, and then those guys got hurt. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I, I, we used to have a, a chair in the office where people say, well, don't sit there, you'll get sacked. It always seems to see that whoever sits there ends up getting sacked. Well, it's like that. If 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 if, 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 I, if I get the call from the manager at Liverpool, to, you know, and I'm a, a midfielder or a winger, and he says, "Oh, do you want to just go and play centre back?" No, thank you. I will kick off for the sake of my career, for the sake of my health. You know, brilliant. Uh, no, there we go. All right, let's look at the Manchester derby then, boys. It's uh, it's a four thirty kickoff on Sunday afternoon. Um, it's another one where I'm hoping for uh, well. I'm hoping for a, a Fernandez blank first and foremost, and anything after that is a is a bonus, really. What about you, chaps? Yeah, I mean, I've got still got three city assets: Gundogan, Stones, and Sterling. And yeah, but you know, with Pep Roulette, who's going to turn up? But but Man United are the interesting one for me. I saw a great tweet that came out after their draw with Palace the other night, which was uh, Manchester United joined Bournemouth as the only teams to fail to have more than a single shot on target in a game against Crystal Palace in the last two years. So pretty sorry indictment on United's performance the other night. And yeah, they didn't do a lot, did they? Attacking-wise against Chelsea, 2-0-0 draws in this double game week. I think here, you know, I'm really tempted to take Fernandes out, I have to say. You know, he's um, he's gone a little bit quiet. You know, City are absolutely flying. 20 straight wins now. I can see them winning this game as well, fairly comfortably. I might be buying the bullet here and taking, taking Bruno out myself. I know Mike, uh, Mike you've just done it. Um, yeah, yeah, Matt. What's what's your views on on Bruno? You know, it's so interesting because he's been so appetizing, but so much of his production has come from the penalty spot too. So if they're not drawing penalties, there goes a lot of his value. Not all of it. I mean, he's still a he's still a good asset to have, one of the better ones. But the penalties are what's pushed him over the top, and you just don't feel like they're drawing as many right now. Uh, I think, but. Solskjaer's found a way to make these games, these big games, 
really, really dull, right? Try to sap the energy out of them. And that's been a bit of an effective tactic because they'd go into some of these games and kind of get ripped apart at times by some of these big teams. Instead, they've tried to drag them down and make them nil-nil and maybe poach a goal in there or try to get an early one and then hang on and, and just try to suck the life out of the game. And it's given them, it's not giving them wins in some of these big games, but it is giving them points against these other big teams. And I think that's important for them to keep building on. Just keep getting points as much as you can. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm just having a quick look at their uh, their lineup uh, for, from last night. Um, they had a midfield. Uh, two, they're, they're, yeah, wow. So yeah. uh, their, their midfield were McTominay, Matic and Fred. Oh, against Crystal Palace, who have been in pretty abject form mm. themselves. But yeah. Tomini and and Fred and Matic, why are you playing three holding midfielders there? Unbelievably defensive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. nearly nearly similar to when Bournemouth played nine defensive players against uh, Cardiff the other week. Yeah, mm. incredible. I mean, it's, it's no wonder they failed to really have a shot on target, is it? So um, strange one there um, from uh, from Ollie, but. Um, City, I think they just look so good going forward. You know, even when there was a little blip there and Wolves had the audacity to get themselves level the other night, City just came out, brought on Gunder one, brought on some more of the big guns and just rolled them over in the end. They are absolutely flying, aren't they? And to think, it doesn't feel that long ago, that they were below mid-table. And yeah. What they did fail to do in, in the last in the double game week, though, was keep a clean sheet. This is true. So my, my tip for the last couple of weeks has been, oh, get Edison in, guys. You know, he's guaranteed to play. He's the, he's the one player you can rely on in that City team. And look at the run of, you know, when was the last? I think they've conceded one goal since November the 13th. And then suddenly, in comes Edison yeah, to my team. <laughs> and you can kiss goodbye to, to Blanks. There, so, yeah. <laughs> Very disappointing. Very disappointing. Spurs Crystal Ballast. The revival is on. The title charge. It's back. Um, you're right all along Mike <laughs> yeah uh, so they, they play Bale they play Son they play Kane for the first time together as a three and lo and behold they play some decent stuff and they win a game comfortably well that, that front four they had tonight looked pretty tasty didn't it with Deli in there Bale Kane Son looked really good and um, and you you would expect them Palace are very very defensive if they can if they can score an early goal first 20 minutes or so I suppose you would expect them to win this one comfortably but Jose how long, how long can you see him being there long term, boys? At Spurs, because I don't think I can. Um, just kind of he, tends to, him, he? he tends to get the three year itch, so we're, mm-hmm. we're, build, we're building to that. But I, I think what's interesting is at the point at which he is most under pressure as a manager, and there's no doubt about it, you know, he was under some serious pressure given the run they'd been on. He opts to go with a front three like that for the first time. Bell isn't going to track back knock it not his age now he's not going to track back Kane I know he he lies deep but that's not his game and and nor will Son you know so you've got a, an out and out front three there and suddenly they're playing expansive attacking football the sort of football that Spurs fans have actually been crying out for and it comes good it goes it goes against the grain of everything Jose would normally do with a team and maybe you said well you know what to heck with it I've got I've got another option I've got to try it uh, and maybe it's almost by by despair, by accident, or by design, who knows? He stumbled across a, a lineup that might actually keep him in a job. Yeah, I, I think part of it with him is he wants 
he wants to give his guys free reign to go forward if they do all that work defensively. But that's where it starts with him. And their defender, Eric Dyer, is not a cent- Premier League level central defender. Sorry, it's not, it's not working, right? They've gone through a revolving door there. They've had problems at right back as well with Aurier giving away some real shockers at times. They've been looking for consistency along that back line, and I don't think those guys can provide what he wants. And then in, and in the midfield, too, are they stout enough defensively? Do they offer enough of a two-way game? And Dombele's given them a little bit of that, but Dele's not been in the lineup much of the year. It, it just doesn't feel like it's a team... I think they're doing some of the things he wants them to do and he won't turn them loose though, because they're not that stout defensively and he's forcing these guys to come back and, and that's stifling the attack. That's why you see them winning one nil earlier today in a game where they probably should have won by 12. Mm. Boys, say, we have a, we have a goal Claxon. Oh, not, not Salah. Uh Oh, Liverpool nil, Chelsea won Mason Mount. Thank you. very oh, much. Terrific. He's, he's in my team as well. That's I great news. Whoops. Yes. Yeah, so that, <laughs> there you go. Werner had one ruled out just uh, before, apparently, because his armpit was offside. The classic VAR armpit offside. But yeah, just seen that come now. So Liverpool, as as it stands, heading for a fifth straight home defeat, uh, which is absolutely unbelievable. Well, yeah. In my opinion, the guy, the guy there. I, I know he's come under a little bit of pressure from from the media. You know, the fans aren't in the stadium, so you know, uh, and and social media. You know, you just hear those that shout loudest in terms of you know negativity, don't you, on, on social media? But um, I think the, the guy's got a job for life. You know, he won them the title after thirty years. Um, oh, yeah. He won them. He won them the Champions League. I, 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 no matter how bad it gets this season, I don't think there should be anybody calling for his head. But um, but there you go. Yeah. Um, I just want to talk about um, a player for Spurs who, um, well, whose name I've struggled to announce, um, uh, but it is uh, Sergio Regulon. Regulon. <laughs> I'm still struggling. But uh, for the last two weeks, he's had a 10-point haul. Wow. Well, so in fact, so this this double game week, 20 points. Ooh. He got 10, 10 points in each. So against Burnley, he got uh, he got the 90 minutes. He got an assist. He got a clean sheet. He got a bonus. Exactly the same against Fulham. So, yeah, 90 mins, one assist, one clean sheet, one bonus point. 10 points apiece. Really like him. And, they, they, you know, like you say, they do start with that that base, that defensive base. Um, so, yeah, might be worth okay. a look. He's a player. Yeah. He's a player for sure. He's one to keep an eye on long-term too, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Chelsea Everton. We've just, you know, Chelsea are, are banging form. You know, they're, they're, they're grinding out results without being spectacular. Um, and it looks like they could, well, sneak, sneak something tonight as well from the sounds of it. Um, Chelsea assets. What do we think, chaps? We, we've talked about Mason Mant. He's, he's good value. Anyone else yeah. we should be looking at? Well, defensively, they're keeping uh, keeping clean sheets. I'm regretting currently. I've got Aspilicueta sat here on my bench tonight. You've got a clean sheet against Man United, heading for another clean sheet. You're looking at defensive assets for them, aren't you? I, I would suggest they don't. Tuchel has, has made them really difficult to break down. They're not conceding many goals. Um, yeah, I mean, as I say, Aspilicueta, since I brought him in, he's, he's, uh, he's been good at the back. Rudiger as well was was another one. These those two have formed a bit of a partnership. So they're not scoring many, but they're not laying many in. So maybe some more of their uh, defensive assets are worth looking at. Chilwell is still quite pricey and seems to be in and out a little bit. But um, James, Mike, he's one you've really plugged this season, isn't he? And he's he seems to be a little bit back in favour at the moment. 
Yeah, he does. Yeah. And again, in a slightly more advanced role like Pereira, um, he's, he's almost playing uh, as, as a winger, Rhys James. So, yeah, I, I do like him. Um, Chilwell, I would avoid for now. I think he's only starting. I think he's only starting one in three at the moment under Tuchel. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be in a hurry to, to put him in at, at that price as well. Um, Tammy Abraham is is, is interesting because uh, he's not getting a look in. So Giroud, Giroud, Werner's a lot of money. Giroud might well be the option, and I've I've long kind of stayed away from Giroud because I figured he'd, he'd just be an off the bench player, but um, seems to be getting the minutes. Yeah. I think it's so interesting, too. They're keeping all these clean sheets. Zuma, I believe, was the number one defensive fantasy Premier League asset when he went to the bench. And Absolutely he right. Full 90 <laughs> once since then. I mean, it was a stunning decision, it seemed, but it's kind of paying off. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I had Zuma in, in that real kind of purple patch that he was in. Yep. And 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 then pretty probably got got him out when it was clear that he wasn't going to be in favour. Yeah, they they haven't obviously missed him, but yeah, he what a bit of a strange one how he kind of fell out of favour in the team really because when Chelsea went top in December he was he was a big part of that. But um, they certainly look a lot more solid under under Tuchel. He's done a, he's done a pretty good job so far. Hey, another man who's done a, a really good job is Carlo Ancelotti over at Everton. Uh, win tonight sees them briefly into the the top four, I believe. Um, so. Yeah. Um, and, and Sigurdsson is an interesting one. We, we talked about the fact that he was my punt. He's had uh, an assist in the last two two games, and and yet um, he chose not to start him tonight, um, which is is interesting. With Rodriguez injured as well, you would think, in terms of creativity, you've kind of got the 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 pace and and well, supposedly the pace and trickery of uh, someone like a Wobi, but actually in terms of somebody that can pick a pass, um, it seems mad to me that Sigurdsson's not not starting. Yeah, completely agree with that. I mean, Everton actually first half were were awful actually, and I think if they were playing anyone other than West Brom, they 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 would have been in trouble. Um, the final third it was breaking down constantly. Calvin Lewin doesn't look the same player he did at the start of the season. He had a really really good chance, hit it straight at the goalkeeper when he should have scored. Um, and I, yeah, I, I think Chelsea win this game to be honest with you. And um, and Everton just lacking that that little bit. A good, a good win for them tonight, but yeah, like you say, Mike, until Sigurdsson came on, really they didn't look like scoring. Yeah, agree. I, I like Chelsea in this one. Chelsea attacking assets, and I, I think Everton defend fairly well in this game. But Chelsea, they they're finding a way to get it done. I like Chelsea defensive assets too. As Piliqueta, I, I think he's one of them. That's not a bad pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, bringing the curtain down on the the game week, West Ham against Leeds. West Ham, who are doing a phenomenal job. Yeah, they are unbelievable. One change that I may well look at actually ahead of this weekend is is DCL out, Antonio back in. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, I mean, they, they show no sign of letting up. I, I figured, you know, this was just a lucky run they were on and they very quickly fall away, but they don't seem to be fading anytime soon. No, 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 they don't. No, they've, um, <laughs> they've, had, they've had an incredible season. They're currently sat there sitting sixth. You know, they only just stayed up just above, um, just above the relegation zone last year. I'm not really sure what Moyes has done, really, for them to have such a good season. I'm not quite sure what's changed from last season. Uh, mm-hmm. The perennial struggles in recent seasons. But yeah, this, I mean, even you look at the weekend, they could have quite easily got something at, at, at Man City. We're pretty unlucky not, not to get a point from that game. They gave it a real good go. But yeah, David Moyes doing so well at West Ham isn't something I uh, envisaged when he came back to the club, to be honest with you. It's, he felt a little bit desperate at the time to me, but he's doing a pretty unbelievable job. But um, 
on the other side of this game, Leeds, I think most people, some of us through gritted teeth, have to say we've enjoyed watching Leeds this season, haven't we? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't mind watching them. I can't I can't stand the love in at every half time or full time from all the pandits. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's that, that all right. David Moyes has to be manager of the year, doesn't he? Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Unless they fall off the cliff and now go on a, a horrendous run and everyone forgets about it from now to the end of the season. Yeah, yeah he has to be. He's, he's yeah, got to be yeah. a shoe in for that, hasn't he? And, and, and you know, like, I mean, I remember everybody saying when they hired him, they were like, what are they doing? I mean, if you're trying to stay up, this isn't the guy to bring in to stay up. And then they sort of limp over the line. And I mean, now they legitimately look like a team that should be playing in Europe next year. Well, they, they've, they've sold Haller as well, haven't they? Which went kind of under the radar. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of he kind of slipped out of the club without anyone really noticing. Yeah. Um, such as how good they've been. So amazing, amazing. Well, there's, and, uh, there's a few there's a few players like that in the West Ham squad who have uh, have either been shipped out or have been benched. You know, Felipe Anderson came in with a, a big price tag and a big reputation to match, yeah. and Great it shout. hasn't hasn't happened for for him. Um, and they they persisted with him. You know. Uh, for for a good year and a half, but Moyes has, has had the the strength of mind to to keep him on the bench and, and say, look, regardless of, of what we paid for you, you'll be uh, you'll you'll be earning your place in the starting eleven. And, uh, yeah, and he's he's gone with younger players, he's gone with British players. I, I, yeah, hats off to him, hats off to him. Just just looking at um, Antonio and, and uh, the DCL, it's not a move I'll be making, and the the reason I won't be making that swap is that after this weekend. Um, Everton's three games are Burnley, Palace, Brighton. So even an out of form DCL, you would you would hope would be picking up some points. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, we we've we've well and truly uh, covered the, the the coming game week. Then let's talk about our punts for this week. Um, I was victorious last time around. Will I be uh, this time around? Anthony, who have you uh, who have you gone for? I've gone for a Premier League legend here, boys. I'm amazed he's not been picked more often. Mr. David McGoldrick. Oh, sorry, what now? Yeah, Mr. David McGoldrick. Mr. David McGoldrick, who scored the winner for Sheffield United the other night. I mean, he's probably he's probably not going to be fit or something. He's probably not going to play two games, but I'm going for it. One and a half percent ownership um, against the Southampton team in disarray. So there we go. For the record, he has the same number of points as Bernardo Silva at 69. And there you go. Well, so, funnily enough, Bernardo Silva uh, is is Phil's punt. He's he's told us this week, but I'd like to know who yours are. Who yours is, Matt? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Sunderland till I die fame. Josh Maggio. All back right, France uh, had a big haul a couple of weeks ago in his second game back in England, mm. and uh, I, I I like the kid. I he's got a pretty pretty lousy fixture uh, plate in front of him, but you know, let's take a flyer. Josh Maggio. All right, like cool. Um, so uh, away at Liverpool. Liverpool, who are out to lose five straight Premier League games. At yeah, home. yeah, yeah. Yeah, good for them wow. to make it six. Wow, what a story that would be. defense, you know. So <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a picture to target now. All right. So, uh, who's yeah. who's going to be the player to get you uh, a second win on the trot then? Uh, I keep, like, forgetting and then remembering again. That's right. I've remembered again. Uh, Davidson Sanchez of uh, Spurs. Ooh, um, looking wow, for Spurs defensive assets. Well. He started the last three matches for them. For, for whatever reason, Toby uh, out of Elrell doesn't seem to be uh, in favour. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go Davis and Sanchez. I fancy them at home to Crystal Palace, keeping a clean sheet. A Palace without Wilf Sahar um, tends to be a bit shot shy. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a sneaky move on my part, but I'll go for Sanchez. Like that one, mate. Sneaky. I like it. Bold. 
Look, uh, Matt, thanks so much for coming on. Um, love, love having you on. Um, it feels a treat, you know, just the, the, the exotic accent you bring, if nothing else, really Matt. Um, as well as, as well as plenty of insight, of course, but, sure. um, yeah, great, great to have you aboard. So thanks for stepping in. Um, accent. I know we're very nasally here in Michigan. I didn't know that that was exotic, <laughs> oh, but I appreciate I it. I love it. There's a, there's a, there's a great podcast. Uh, if, if, if you've not heard it before called fighting talk, um, I would check it out, hosted by Colin Murray. Okay. And there's a there's a sports reporter called uh, Greg Brady, who uh, I think he might be from Canada, actually. But he sounds very, very similar to yourself. Very similar. Greg Brady. Look him up. I can see he, him. Yeah. Do you, do you know him, Greg Brady? No, I don't. But but I can – there's a little Canadian in the accent going on. I live right. up against the Canadian border, so there's a, there's a little bit of it soaking through oh so. look it, 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 like i close my eyes and, I, and i'm i'm on a pod with greg brady so check check out his voice let <laughs> let me know what you think and let me know about that podcast i'm not that yeah, I'm we'll massive go. on flagging up other podcasts but fighting yeah. talk with colin murray is uh it's, it's a great show really great show um, i appreciate it pleasure matt pleasure uh anthony thanks as ever no um, you're very welcome my friend you're very welcome we look forward to having pb back um you know sooner rather than later please because uh, yeah uh well uh it leaves me uh <laughs> quite sure how we got here but uh it, 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 it leads me to to finish uh, with my very best angela lansbury uh we'll just is it this is going to be epic the burnley the burnley fans uh and the southampton fans and indeed newcastle here we go life's a balloon that stumbles or rises depending on what is inside Fill it with hope and playful surprises. And oh, dearie ducks, then you're in for a ride. Look inside the balloon. And if you hear a tune, there's nowhere to go but up. And and, and Phil could fade out at that point. Thank you, chaps. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Yeah.